the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we hear from the word this morning, for the present form of this world is passing away. And we hear that the appointed time has grown short. The world is ending. The world as we know it is not eternal. Instead, we're taught through scripture that God has a different scheme for us in eternity. And the challenge put before us by the Apostle Paul here in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 is to begin to consider the Christian life with an eternal perspective. To consider the eternal perspective is always the call put before the Christian. And more than ever, and you and I, I believe, know this to be true, more than ever, we have shortened attention spans. Right? Many of us have been so conditioned to get quick information, getting quickly entertained, getting quickly distracted by some kind of screen in front of us, that we surely do not commit a whole lot of time to the eternal. Almost 40 years ago, Neil Postman wrote that we had become a culture that was amusing ourselves to death because every living room and every classroom had a television set. And so I can't imagine what commentary Postman would have on the state of how we amuse ourselves in 2024, but I'm not going to lecture everyone this morning on the problems of technology, but I want to point out that we have all become experts in distraction and being distracted. We continue, as is our nature, to love what is new, to love what is quick, what is transient, what is temporal. And having become experts in distraction and having set our hearts so much on things that are temporal, we often struggle a great deal to consider life through the lens of eternity. But perhaps then the words of the apostle will become all the more important for us this morning. And notice in the reading in 1 Corinthians 7, the things that the apostle lifts up in our reading. He lifts up marriage, mourning, rejoicing, and purchasing, or business. And these are all things that consume our lives in this world. <clears throat> and these are not things that are bad by any means. But they are parts of this world that take the most attention in this life. When we're married, our life changes. No matter what happens, we are linked to another person for the rest of our lives. Our most important attention, our most private space is given to our spouse, and they deserve that attention because they are one with us in this life. And those who actively mourn, in that moment of mourning, in that time of mourning, they really can feel nothing else, but they sense deeply their grief. And for those who mourn, their grief consumes them. It's near them, it sits on them, they're closed in by it. And likewise, those who rejoice in their moment of rejoicing feel nothing but joy in their heart. Wherever they go, they walk lightly and joyfully. And those who are consumed with business, with purchasing, buying things, food, clothes, shelter, transportation, whatever it is, it becomes the reason to get up in the morning. Right? Buying things is the reason we go to work each day. And we dedicate significant time and energy in order to buy things in this world and to survive and thrive. And none of this is bad. None of these things are bad. Marriage, mourning, rejoicing, buying, all are common human experiences and all good human experiences. And Paul's not telling us here to revoke them. 
He's not saying to leave your spouse and sell everything and move to the desert and meditate on the end of the world for the rest of your life. But Paul, however, is giving us a sober reminder, a reminder that not one of these things is eternal. They're not permanent. They will all pass. There is no question, of course, that the entertainment we find on TV or what we're scrolling through on our phone screens is temporary. Right? You all know that browsing Facebook or whatever, or watching your favorite cable news show, it's not meant to be an eternal endeavor. But the apostle reminds us that neither is marriage an eternal endeavor, although it is a great gift in this life. Mourning is not eternal. Celebration in this life is not eternal. Worries about food, about economics, about finance, none of that is eternal. All of these things in life will pass. And so we are reminded that in the midst of this temporal world, we are eternal creatures. The order of things as they are now is not the eternal order of things. And so we look to Christ to be our hope in that reality. Right, as eternal beings in a temporary world, we hold on to Christ as our sure foundation. Because Christ took on flesh himself, he entered into this order of the world. He mourned like us, he rejoiced like us. He was caught up in business and purchased food and clothes and shelter like us. He worked a job like us, and he came under the curse of the law, which is death, by taking the sin of this world. But Christ, being resurrected and being ascended, has confirmed for us there's a greater eternal reality for us. That the things of this world are not our reasons for being. And so for the Christian, we learn that the greatest gift we have is the promise of the eternal blessing, which is ours by faith. The states of this world are not our hope. Our spouse is the most important person in this life for us, but they're not our eternal hope. Our emotional states are important to understand and consider, but no emotional state in this world will last forever. Having property, having financial assets can be good and necessary, in this world, but these things are only significant in this life and not in the next. And so in our world of distractions and materialism, we ought not to get caught up in the lie that this world is all there is. And that's the warning that St. Paul's giving us this morning. There is more than the material. We must not devote so much time and energy to the things passing away that we forget our eternal home. And instead, we ought to behave as guests in this world, as pilgrims. We cling to nothing in this world so tightly that we give it our reason for being, that we give it our hope and our faith and our trust. We reserve that for Christ alone. And so this is going to register differently in different sets of years. Because some of us will necessarily hear this as a warning of the law. And it can be that. Right? Don't get too attached to the stuff of this world. Don't be materialistic. Don't make idols out of things. Don't make idols out of people. Don't make idols out of your relationships. All of those things are temporary. And if you put your hope and trust in them, you will find that these things 
will let you down. And so there is that warning there that we heed. But for others, I hope that in these words you hear the word of the gospel. Because whatever difficult state you find yourself in right now is not your eternal identity. Your worries about finances cease with this life. Your broken relationships will be relationships which are reconciled and healed in the next. Your heartache in this life will be mended in eternity. Your grief will be no more in eternity. Your failures do not follow you into eternity. And so uh, however you hear this exhortation to look to eternity, make Christ central to it all. Because in Christ, your eternity is good news. And in fact, in Christ, eternity is the best news. Because for his sake, every sin in this world in which you played a part is forgiven. He has secured salvation for you in eternity. He has taken away the eternal sting of death and judgment for you. And he has promised to present you to God the Father as righteous and holy. When Simon, Peter, and Andrew received the call of Christ, they dropped what was temporary to receive what was eternal. Likewise, James and John left their boats and their nets. They left their father and their workers, and they received the gospel that Jesus had for them because they knew that Christ had an eternal gift for them. And so they dropped it all, everything that was going to pass from this world to get close to Christ. And the gospel is given to us, that story is given to us, not as a call to drop everything, not as a call to quit your business, to sell your possessions, but as a reminder that Christ is the true good news of this world. It's not found in your business. It's not primarily found in your family. It's not found in the things that will pass from this life. It is found in Christ alone. And Psalm 62 reminds us, that God alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold, so that I shall never be shaken. Our hope is in the one who will not be shaken. Our hope is in eternity. And as Christians, we live with an eternal perspective because the eternal perspective is the promise of eternity with Christ our Savior. That is our good news. That is what we hold on to. And that is our unshakable foundation. Amen.